When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. It is Mailbag Monday. Make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page as well. If you're a podcast listener, follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff goes a really, really long way. We've got a lot of questions, as we always do, um, but we're going to start today's show discussing the news that broke yesterday via Scott Powers that the Works Corp, very important distinction, not the Blackhawks, the Works Corp, are uh, reportedly purchasing the USHL's Chicago Steel. Uh, this sort of came out of nowhere. Um, first thoughts to me were kind of like, cool, that's probably good for the Steel. Surprising timing, too, with yes. the passing of Rocky. But, yeah, it was, a, it was interesting, to yeah. say the least. So I, I did some I did some digging this morning and made a couple phone calls just trying to get trying to get some info and I I was told that uh, Rocky was for sure involved in this this is something that he's wanted to do something that he was in on um, you know he has been um, kind of committed to growing the game in Chicago because growing the game in Chicago grows the fan base in Chicago and even if you're growing a fan base out in Fox Valley you are probably developing some hockey fans some yeah. Blackhawks fans in there. Um, the plan for now is for the steel to remain in Fox Valley. I asked if the plans were if the Fifth Third Arena gets approved, which we expect it will. It's just a matter of time. Is there a plan to build a more spectator-friendly arena there? The answer to that question was yes, that's the plan, but not necessarily for the steel. I think the plan is, from what I understand, that they're going to remain in Fox Valley okay. and keep that keep that team growing there keep that you know the franchise growing there developing the fandom right there so you've got fans way out west too so that's what i'm told about that um the hawks are not taking over any of the day-to-day -day management of the steel it is a they're buying an asset mm -hmm. and the steel will continue to run as they run there will be no blackhawks interference there's not going to be mass firings and hirings of Blackhawks people, this is not a pipeline situation for the Blackhawks by any means. It is just another thing in the Words Corporation uh, portfolio. I'm trying to figure out, I've heard that NHL teams are not allowed to own junior teams, um, which could be the, the, the reason it's Words Corp and not the Chicago Blackhawks buying right. them, but it will not be a Ice Hogs, Blackhawks style relationship where like all Ice Hawks employees are Blackhawks employees. Yeah. That will not be the case with the Steel. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense because they they operate so independently uh, of each other. You know, you don't see NHL teams getting involved with, you know, Canadian Junior League teams or anything like that. All those players are independent of the professional game uh, on its own, uh, and the USHL is, is, is no different than that. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's it was an interesting move, but I mean 
I think it's 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 good to see where the steel have gone in the last number of years from being just you know uh, not just another but being part of the ushl you know group to where in the last couple of years they've become the staple of the ushl basically outside of team usa yeah and and their national team development program the chicago steel have become one of the two marquee programs in the ushl and uh the, the number of players that have come through that have gone to the NHL and, and have put the Chicago Steel, you know, as Clark Cup champions, as, you know, former first-round picks, former number one overall picks. Uh, Macklin Celebrini w- played through there. Owen Power played through there. And a number of first-round picks all went through the Chicago Steel. So it's great to see that that, that program will likely continue to get the, the same kind of funding and, and opportunities to continue to build that fan base build that organization and and keep being a uh you know a, a landing ground for top tier prospects as they move along through their through their careers whether it's to you know the directly to the NHL or to to college or or anywhere from there so yeah good good for the steel i know it's 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 a great uh it's a great team a great venue um a great attraction for for families and and uh to go out and see hockey at a high level with with young players that you know maybe you don't get down to chicago for a game or out to rockford or, or anywhere else um, you can still see a pretty high quality level of of hockey out there in uh, fox valley yeah it's a good move for the steel for sure um you now you know you have there's going to be money behind you mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> the worth corporation is not going to be uh in you know bouncing any paychecks anytime soon so you got you've got a solid and financial backer now and you know being the top you know ushl program one of the top junior programs in all of hockey it's not cheap uh and and as in scott powers article for the athletic um the Larry Robbins who bought the team in 2015 said, you know, pretty much admitted you don't buy a junior team to make money. Right. Uh, he said, I didn't buy the steal for a financial investment. I was well aware of the challenges of a junior hockey franchise in what is a deep but crowded market for sports fans and entertainment dollars. Having said that, I do believe a path to provide a great product for players, a great product for the fans and ultimately turning it into a long-term viable business. I think he succeeded in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the improvements that have been done over the years at the Fox Valley Ice Arena, that you know they've added in a new bar and restaurant there. It's a, it's a great little facility. Um, you know, I, you got the Country House right across the street. Great burger at the Country House. Can't hurt. Can't. Beat uh, that. It's just going to be interesting to see. I know they say the plan for now is to stay in Fox Valley, which is great. It, you know, it's a. It's, Area where it's a, where fans can can it, they can become their team. You know the Kane County Cougars play right down the street. They've been there forever. Um, it will be interesting though if eventually they move to the new the expanded Fifth Third Arena. If there's you know a spec, it, it'd be interesting because yes, you want to keep that hockey fan amount there, but eventually money talks and it's probably a lot cheaper. To have a hockey team playing a building you own than a building yeah. you pay rent in, right? So we'll see what happens. That's pro- that would be four, five, six years down the yeah, road. That's, that's right. not <clears throat> that the fifth third project hasn't even been officially approved yet, right. let alone started Breaking any ground. Kind of, yeah, or anything. I mean yeah. that's years down the road. But 
be interesting if that ever changes where they, they bring them down here to the fifth third and then let, yeah. let those that makes I think that would make them even more appealing as a junior program because now you get to like as a junior player 16 17 year old you get to use NHL facilities facilities yeah yeah I mean that that nod in the uh, you know the fifth third arena adding likely adding a more spectator friendly maybe a bigger uh more seating, uh, better, uh, better venue in the expansion is, is interesting. It could be a Chicago Steel. It could just be, you know, better venue for. I know Chicago Mission plays at, at Fifth Third as well. Um, you know, with the new women's league, it could open up a, a door for maybe a, a professional women's team to be uh, in the city in that Fifth Third arena uh, within that new league. So there's a lot of different opportunities. But yeah, I mean, if if the Steel did move down, it'd be uh, it'd be an interesting situation just to they'd actually be in Chicago um, and they'd be, you know, in that facility close to the Blackhawks and, and, and close to all the you know professional amenities. But, yeah, taking them out of that that region that they've been in for so many years and have built up, it would be a be an interesting call to see if, if that gets made. But, yeah, yeah like you said, Greg, that's way down the road. For what yeah. it's worth, based on my conversations, it didn't sound like that was something being considered. Yeah. Was moving them Which to fifth third. It just, Which is yeah, fine. I, I think it's. I'm just jealous. I mean, for selfish reasons, I'd like them to be down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If going were, yeah. going out to Geneva is a hike. <laughs> it sure it sure is. But I, I got to tell you, I've, it's worth I've, the trip though. I've yeah. been to a couple of them, and those games are great. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I actually, when I was at the score years ago, they had me out to drop the puck for a game or whatever. Oh, Mr. Big. And uh, I know, and I didn't really know what to expect hockey wise. And I was like, damn, this is. I enjoyed that more than a Wolves game. It was it was awesome, high level, like intense. More NHL um, talent. That's there was a lot of NHL <laughs> talent. There were a lot of uh, scraps. It was it was uh, very last, entertaining. Last time I went, I went to cover uh, when they were in the Clark Cup final, twenty twenty one. It was right after you know uh, people can get back into the arenas, uh, and I went out there to do an, an article for the hockey writers, and that's when they had they still had Sean Farrell and uh, Matthew Coronado and and. Some guy that nobody had ever heard of at the time, Adam Fantilli, mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old, was on that team. So yeah. uh, that they won the championship that year and, and that game that night. But I got to, to talk to a few guys. Um, Mackie Samasevic was on that team as well. So, um, yeah, they're, um, they're rolling, and I, and I don't think it, the, the, that sounds like a sound plan. Yes, we're buying the team, and we're not touching it. Like, you're yeah. successful. Do yep. your thing. Basically, we're the new people that sign your paychecks. It's business as usual from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine at some point they have to have some kind of input on some staffing and stuff. But I'm sure. Because yeah. they'll they're... probably audit, like, what is necessary, yeah. what needs improvement. Everybody may have to re-interview for their jobs. Sure. You know? Yeah. That, that happens a lot. We've all, I think, at some one point or another have worked for a company that was bought out by another company yeah. and there's always some uncertainty and, and you know, but usually it's a pretty smooth Meet the transition. new boss, same as the old boss. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. All right, it's Mailbag Monday, so we're going to get started with questions. We're going to start with our uh, with one from the crowd. Uh, Barbara has wandered into the CHGO Blackhawks uh, chat looking for the Cubs show, uh, so we're going to help her out. The Cubs will be on post game tonight, Barbara, and know the Blackhawks have not bought U.S. Steel, the steel company, the Chicago mm. Steel, are a junior hockey team. So That'd be Barbara, a much bigger purchase. Yeah, I don't I know if they have so. the money for that. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty big one. 
They uh, but also, they, she also wants you to reenact the way Cody drinks out of a beer bat. She wants you to drink out of the Stanley Cup on the show. Sure, uh-huh. when they win the Stanley Cup, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have be Conor happy Bedard, to do that. We'll have Conor Bedard yeah. bring the Stanley Cup here, and I'll drink a sparkling water right out of the top. Mm. Sounds great. The, By the way, the I saw something. Orange cream? Whatever one is <laughs> What was I watching? I was watching something today. Uh, somebody on Twitter did, how many beers does a Stanley Cup hold? Yeah, 17. Yeah, 17. 17 beers. That's, That's a lot. For 17 seconds. Ah, how about wow. that? Could you finish the 17 beers in 17 seconds? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, n- n- I don't think ever could I have done that. But it, now that I'm old, hell no. I have one or two beers a day and I got that's a headache also the not, next day. That's also not an ideal pour to have the whole bowl no. full of beer. It's going to spill all over your face. Could you beer bong it via the cup to the bong? Does that count? No, you'd, big, rather, you'd rather just drink out of the strong. cup. <laughs> there you go. You'd rather just get it out of the cup, right? I like that idea. Yeah. All right, let's get to the mailbag questions here before we take our first break. First up from Garrus18, what is an underrated number worn by players? What number do you want to see more players wear? A very nice number. 69. An underrated number. (laughs) It's not underrated. It's just underworn. Underrated? Man. Um, Not enough guys wear number one in hockey. Well, it's, it's goalies. Uh, let's let's see a four. Goalies wear one. Yeah, you're right. Not about even that. a, a not lot, even. but a lot of teams have it retired too. Arizona Coyotes don't. No, that's true. <laughs> who's, but, but who's Morgan Cooley number one? See sure, how, why not? Like, yeah. You know, come on, that'd be fun. I'm a big fan of double numbers, and I think double one digits. that's not used enough is 44. I love 44. 44. It's good one of my favorite number. numbers. That's good a, defenseman number. That is a good. Yeah, yeah, it works for everybody though. It's it's just a solid. It yeah. looks big. Double numbers uh, are aesthetically pleasing. I've always been a big 44 guy. I like number 40, 40. a lot. I wore 55 when I played football. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, need, I love double numbers. I, I'm, I'm with Greg. I want to see more forwards wearing single digits. You don't see that as often. Yeah. But I think because, again, a lot of them are retired. But Yeah. It's kind of like in the NFL for decades, it was like wide receivers could only wear number 80, and now they're it, wearing whatever number they want. Right, so, yeah. Like, screw it. Like, if, if, if I'm a forward and I want to be number two or number three, yeah. stop me. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. I, Isn't uh, uh, Ryan Donato was wearing number eight this year? Is he? There yes. you go. But that's been worn by forwards before for yeah. Hawks. Kubelik, Kubelik and had it. Schmaltz, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm ta- yeah, I'm thinking, like, numbers like two or four or something yeah. like I that. See no, I want to see a forward, an all-star forward with number one. It would be so that would, cool. That would be, yeah, that'd be a really. It would sell a ton of jerseys just because. Justin Fields, my friends. Yeah. But, but the, I, I just think that the, the number one is such a, even it's, it's, it's a goalie number in hockey and soccer too. Like, I don't know, it's tough to break that stigma. Well, Goalies are weird, man. If they want number one, I don't think you're going to say no. Yeah, just I can't think of a number uh, one in the league right now. Next, well, are a number ones? one? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I don't think there's any. Question. I don't think there's any right now. No, I mean nobody could wear it on the Hawks. Does not Spencer Knight? All right, there's nine players wearing number one: Casey DeSmith, okay, Lucas Donstel, Brian Elliott, Dylan Ferguson, Christopher Gibson, Thomas Grice, Uko Pekka Lukinen, of course, Jakob Skronik, and Jeremy Swayman. There's your current. All right. Number ones. There you go. He was number one. Mm. Are we good? Sure. Let's do the next one. 
Well, from underrated numbers to underrated players, Charlie the Bacon Guy, who's the most underrated uh, player in the NHL? Charlie, really I appreciate question. your bacon. I had it this weekend uh, up in Wisconsin visiting family, and it was a hit with everybody, including the kids. So Bacon's great. Bacon's amazing. Bacon Charlie, uh, by the Especially way, you got to listen to the latest I'm Fat podcast. You got challenged by another listener. Oh, yeah. to a, like a fight or a bacon well, off? you got to listen. Okay. I listen to find out. All right. I will listen. I got to sell. Oh, I got to oh, sell while I work. Plug in your other job right. on yeah. our show. Um, <laughs> Who's underrated, an underrated NHL well, first player? guy I There's thought so of many. was Sebastian Ajo, who just signed a new deal uh, under $10 million with Carolina. I just think he's really, really good. I don't know if he's the most underrated. Yeah. I always try to think of a guy who's like second fiddle to somebody. Well, to me, I think the most underrated player this past season was a guy I thought should have won the Hart Trophy, Miko Ratnan. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Like, he scored 50 goals and didn't even get up one vote for the Hart Trophy. And there's your third fiddle, at least. Yeah, on that yeah team. Right. I mean, so he's underrated because you're right. When you think Avalanche, the first names that pop up are going to be Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Maybe even Landis Cog, even though he hasn't yeah, played. You know, and then you get to Miko Ratnan. Miko Ratnan, 50-goal yeah. scorer Miko Ratnan. I think, I think he's criminally underrated right now. That's actually a great answer. Uh, Jason T says Jason Robertson from Dallas, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it also depends on where you play. Like, if you're pl- like Ajo's in Carolina, yes, they've been very good for a while, but it's not your traditional, quote, hockey yeah. market. They're not on TV that much. You know, they're not – you're not on the Rangers or the, or the Bruins. You know, you could be – Mediocre on those teams, and they'll they'll fans fans will want to put you in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you could we could probably have an entire show on on underrated. Do you guys feel like Eli- Elias Pettersson is slept on? A little bit. I think he's I think he's fantastic. Yeah. He's just, just in an just or- because he's in an organization that yeah, doesn't for have the fire. direction that is going to make him you know yeah. put him on that 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 esch- upper echelon in the league. I think he's one of the most least talked about, like, super skilled superstar players. I agree. A couple to. other from the uh, comments. Clayton Keller, Josh Morris, he's a good one. Uh, uh, Jonathan yeah. Uberdo has been over underrated for a long time and yeah. then went to Calgary and didn't do himself many yeah. favors. Uh, you know, the guy we talked about in the Stanley Cup final, criminally underrated, again, didn't do himself any favors in the final, but uh, Barkoff from, yeah. from Panthers. Yeah. Is a guy you could even say Aaron Ekblad is very underrated too, being a former number one overall pick and just kind of like mm-hmm. doing his thing in Florida, where up until this past spring nobody really paid a whole lot of attention yeah. to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Barkov's the guy. Whenever you read like the preseason polls from players, when players are asked who's underrated, they all say Barkov. Yeah. So that's a good one. From Sports Genius 38, how many players are invited to training camp and in general, how is it run? Are there cut down dates or does everyone go through camp and then they decide who's going where? I don't think there's a limit. No, they can bring whoever you want. It usually starts with two teams and two pretty full teams. They're like two teams of 25 or so, would you say? Ish. Ish, yeah. And then there's usually 50 to 60 guys to start. It's not like the NFL, though, where there's days you have to be down right. at a certain number. They usually, and, yeah, cut down days you, are usually after preseason games. You and, let them play the, one game and go. The cuts are not like, oh, now you're, now you're a free agent. It's, no, you go back to your junior team or you go back to AHL, Europe yeah. or you're right. going to be an ice hog. Yeah. So they kind of maybe give, you know, if they want to give a guy a longer look, he might stay longer than a guy in a similar situation. Yeah. Even if they don't project him as high as the other guy. The other, the lesser player might stay longer just so they can get a look, spend more time with them, 
make a plan. Yeah. Like it's it's not as there's no it's not as cut and dry as the NFL. Yeah, there's yeah. no like you have to be down to forty by this date. You right, have to yeah. be down. No, you just have to be down to your opening night roster by opening night. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the only rule. So, um, you know, usually the day the morning after those games. Well, maybe this because usually they'll play like they'll play like two or three games they'll play, they, they'll, they'll play like two games on back to back nights, but it's literally two different teams. Yeah, there's the road team and then the home team. And then after those two games, they'll probably they whittle it down, trim down yeah. 10 or 15 guys and then do the same thing again, trim it down. And then your last two games, you pretty much have, you know, maybe up to 10 extra guys. And then you, you, the first, you get it. the first like two weeks of training camp. The sessions are session A, session B, because they have so many players. And then that second, like, two weeks, two, a week and a half, it's all one because they're yeah. down to, like, 30 guys. Uh, and it makes it a lot easier to cover. <laughs> I know I speak for all of us here. I cannot wait for training camp oh my to God. start. It's gonna, uh, yes, August please. is going to drag. Absolutely. Back in the day when I was a kid and you're on summer break, August flew by. Oh, yeah. Oh, now it's going to be the day. longest month of the it's year. It's like, can we just get to late September, please? Starts tomorrow. I cannot wait. This is a really long one from Alexandre Faripas. I'll kind oh of boy. summarize this. So he saw something on Twitter talking about the generational talents that have played in the National Hockey League, Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, Ovi, McDavid. Uh, he basically wants to know... Are certain guys just franchise elite superstar players versus are they generational talents? Who do you guys have as truly generational talents? And also a non-hockey one, your top two or three movies ever. Oh, Oh, okay. So it's a double in one, just kind of summarizing this. So, I mean, when you say generational, I think you're by default saying the best player of their generation. Correct. Yes, yeah. that's, what it's supposed, that's, what's, that's what it's supposed to mean. Bobby Orr is definitely a generational. Yeah. Yeah. He's a once-in-a-lifetime right. Player Wayne Gretzky, yes. yes. Mario Lemieux, yes. yes. Yager is probably ge- generational, even though again, you know, he's played they played the same time. <laughs> I think I, I think the term generational talent gets thrown around too much, it and does. It, it's lost its luster because McDavid and Matthews and yeah, we've had so many in the past. You know, yeah, this is Jack the Hughes and and Bedard now. They're all kind of in that same similar generation. Like, a, well, how how do you define a generation? Is McDavid and Bedard? far enough separated that they're two generations because they're eight years apart in draft year. They're going to play at the same time. They might be different generations, maybe. Uh, obviously, Crosby and Ovi are, are same generation. Matthews and McDavid are same generation. But Dari could be like, either, he's either the tail end of the McDavid generation or the very or beginning he'll start, of the Bedard generation. start his own. I think you're right, Mario. I think it's a term that's overused yeah. a little bit. It just, it just means like beyond elite. You know, right. like who are the, like the best of the best? Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think the term generational talent should be held for guys like, like you said, like Bobby Orr, guys who Gordy Hall, Gordy Howe, yeah. Gretzky, Lemieux. Like only so, there's only so many of those players that you're gonna say if you had a Mount Rushmore of the NHL, who is it? That's that's where it comes down to. And then yeah, you can have trickle downs of guys that are like, you know, you know, greatest of their of their of their generation but not like each each generation can have its own mount rushmore it's a it's a whole yeah you know trickle down but the, the hockey mount rushmore now would probably be or gordy howe gretzky. wayne gretzky and who's the fourth the mew 
You could make an argument for a lot of guys. I mean, I'd say I'd say Lemieux is, is in I would, there. Lemieux is my first thought. Yeah. I mean, I may even go Bobby Orr, Lemieux, Gretzky, and maybe Gordie Howe has been bumped off. Maybe. You can argue. I don't know. It's tough. No one better in his generation. That's for sure. I mean, could you could you put a goalie up there like Patrick Waugh? Brodeur? Well, that's the thing. Waugh was listed as one of the guys, you know, is he generational? Well, him and Marty Brodeur, two of the greatest of all time, played in the, same, the same, era. Time, same generation. Yeah. I mean, same the, as Dominic Kosick. It's like it's yeah. like the use of goat. Yeah, everyone's oh goat. God. Oh, it is a goat. Oh. This is a goat. The goat tacos. The goat sandwich. It's the goat, goat basketball. It's like no. Dude, I do enjoy goat tacos. By I've definition, goat is one person. Yes, or one thing. Yeah, the, the goat the is Wayne Gretzky. All time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the term goat is thrown around so much. It, it's lost all its meaning except when talking about Will Gottlieb. He's the goat of CHGO, well, of, of course. Then top two movies. Oh my! I don't have enough time to go Man, through. <laughs> through I, I can give you the first two that come to your mind. Oh Lord! Um, I need more time to think. <laughs> my favorite movie of all time. I can give you my favorite movie. Sure, it's yeah, Empire Strikes Back. I love Empire Strikes choice. Back. I love it, it. I love it just because it's one of the few movies where the bad guys win at the end. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. Like yeah. you rarely ever see movies that where bad guys win at the end. Except Karate Kid. And it's it's like <laughs> you know the ultimate bad guy winning at the end. Like the baddest of the bad guys gets the upper hand. It's so cool. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, ooh, upper hand. See what you did there. Um, <laughs> boy, I, when I think about this, I'm trying to think of movies I never skip. Like if it's on, I'm like, well, this is on. Yeah, so I'm Shawshank Redemption's on that list. That, yeah, we yeah. used to call it at the score getting Shawshanked. Yeah, that's like the verb is. You, you, I you call know. those remote. Drop the remote movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so as you see, you drop the remote because you know what you're doing. I mm-hmm. can't. I can't choose a fair, but I'll say Big Lebowski is up there. Yeah, uh, I love Three Amigos. Three Amigos <laughs> is one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever. Um, most of the Star Wars original trilogy. Is in there for me. Yeah. I, I lump the Lord of the Rings trilogy as, as a whole. Yeah. Like, those are great movies. I would say Major League is another one I can't skip. That's a good one. Yeah, I love yeah. Major League. Bull Durham's on that list. Yeah. I love Bull Durham. Um, yeah, all the ones you guys just mentioned. They're all great. Yeah, all Clue classics. is one of my favorite movies. Of all I've always time. seen that Clues, once. Clues really liked it. Oh, my God. Oh, Goodfellas like is a great one by Chris Dubiel. Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas. In Sandlot, he says... Yeah, yeah good there's, so many. Yeah, there's, there's so many. There's so many. There's so many. I can't even. All of those that you named, yes, they're all on my list. I, Empire Strikes Back is my number yeah. one on my movie list, and then it's like a seven thousand way tie for second place. <laughs> <laughs> Goodfellas though is one of those ones I can drop in on at any point in the movie, except when it's on like AMC and they edit it. Oh yeah, they edit I can't it. watch it edited because you don't hear Joe Pesci's real voice the entire movie. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't possibly do it. I right, let's do That's one more good. before we take our first yeah, this, break here. This is going to round out the Discord questions from Triple B. Just a question for Jay. I follow the Dave Matthews Band live set list on Twitter, and I see he follows that too. What's your favorite Dave Matthews Band show? Oh, Jesus. And what would your oh, ideal Hard hitting be? questions. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll just answer. Um, yeah, Jay's got this one. <laughs> yeah. I've been to 44 shows. Good Lord. Holy cow. Uh, I don't have the date off the top of my head, but there is anytime they play at Alpine, it's a great show. And they played uh, Last Stop in the mid-set, and that was the best show I've ever been to. I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, I'm not like a – people, like, will write that stuff down and, like, log it. I just remember I had a great time, and that's why. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's nothing like a Halloween and encore. I'll say that. Halloween always makes for a good encore because it's unexpected. All right. 
Yeah. Everybody can come back now. Is that a cover of the Misfits song? No, no, it's it's an original. 44 shows. That's really impressive. It's been a long time, too. I haven't. That's awesome. It's been probably 10 years since I've seen them. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. You move out of stuff as you get older. The only person I know that's been to more Dave Matthews Band shows than you is Jordan Burnfield. He's a w, old WGN guy, big Cubs guy. Oh, yeah. So he's been to like 101 now. That's a lot. Like Golly. Something crazy. Yeah. So he's yeah, got a big that is a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, For he's sure. he is still like there was a time in my life where they were my number one band. They're not anymore. Um, but, yeah, for people like Jordan, like that, that will be their number one band forever. And I still I still love them. I just. It's not the same as it used to be. That's all. We had a long discussion about this on the way to Nashville, I remember. About yes. Dave Matthews' band. And his, yeah, I think people... I got an email this weekend. And, I think it was from Washington Post, like, reconsidering Dave Matthews' band. I think a lot of people just hate the scene and hate the idea of Dave Matthews' band without really actually... No, the music kind of sucks, too, but to each their own. Well, <laughs> I don't... I See, you and I like the same music. I just... I've tried. I've tried with Dave Matthews with an open mind multiple times. I can't do it. I okay. can't do it. It's not for me. That's fine. I like... Uh, I mean, I, I, there's, there's millions of people who disagree with me, and that's great. I like the, the old Dave Matthews pre like 2006 ish there's a few there's a few songs that were more recent that that i can vibe with but it's all the you know early 2000s and 90s and my sister was a huge influence on me liking dave matthews and and yeah it's not some it's not a band that i'll like go out go out and search for in my spotify or whatever but like i have his songs on playlists and if they pop up i'm like all right cool i'm in this mode for the next four minutes part of the reason they're no longer my number one band is because they haven't made a great record since 1998. Yeah. They've made some decent records since 98, but 98 was their last great record. So it's kind of the more time that passes and the more new albums come out that are not at that level still, you're like, eh, oh, it starts to fade a little bit. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I you know. We were talking yesterday about My Morning Jacket. Yeah. And I texted you how I listened to Evil Urges for the first time forever, and you're like, that's their last great album. Yeah. And you're right about that. Yeah, it's the same thing, you know, with my fandom with Pearl Jam. It's they had I they haven't released a great great album in a long time. Yeah, they've released some very good ones. What's your last great Pearl Jam album? No Code. What was it? Was No Code yeah. or Yield first? Y- Yield was after No Code. Okay. I think their last great record is No Code. Yeah, that's for Yield is very good, and yeah. the stuff after that has great stuff, but. I think No Code is the last Pearl Jam album that I can listen to and not skip a song. Yeah. That's I how that. I rate a great album. There are a lot of albums from Pearl Jam where there's three or four songs. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to listen to that one today. Uh, Lebowski 5 says, this is a Dave Matthews thing. Bus's stuff was great. That was 2002. Yes, but Bus's stuff was a recreation of the Lily White sessions that were superior. So that's why that album always kind of bugged me. So they released an album. little history here. Mm-hmm. It leaked. They had a whole album written. Not It wasn't completed, but like the demo leaked, and people went nuts because it was great again. And then he completely abandoned that record. And then they released this album called Every Day, which is like this really glossy, poppy kind of stuff. And then, yes, and then they re-released the Lily White Sessions as Busted Stuff, but they changed it a lot. It was originally very dark, and then it became very not as dark and not as real, which is why I didn't love it as much. Mm. But it is a good record. Oh. You know the guy who leaked the Lily White Sessions? Was it, it says it, producer it the Lawrence. singer of Train? Tell him to get in touch with me. I need a good quality version of it. 
Thank you. There we go. All right, let's get back to the old uh, hockey, but we're going to first tell you about um, some great meal kits we've been trying over the last little bit. Yep. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meal to support your sunny, active day. Well, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you f- fuel up with f- fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track. Reaching your goals, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is just heat and enjoy, then go back outside and soak up the warm weather ready to feel your best while making the most of your summer adventures stick to your wellness goals or premium ready ready to eat meals featuring high quality ingredients such as broccolini leeks and asparagus treat yourself to a 34 plus weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto green goddess chicken and grilled steakhouse flame and young ready in just two minutes and if you're too busy running around the day to think about lunch keep your energy with lunch to go effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers and they're ready to eat when you are no microwave required they've got calorie smart options with less than 550 calories per serving if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer you could try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving they also have awesome uh, snack assortments you can get. They have great smoothies. Smoothies are great. They sent us some of the smoothies, uh, tropical fruit, mango, strawberry, banana, just great to have along with your breakfast. You can get breakfasts. Uh, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of, our, of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and office, and feature sub- sustainably sourced seafood and all their meals, you can get, uh, so this July, well, probably into August too, get Factor <laughs> and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash chgohawks50, and you're going to get 50% off your order. That's uh, factormeals.com, CHGO Hawks 50, and you will get 50% off your order. That's good stuff. And uh, if you want to get that appetite going and you haven't, uh, you get your factor meal warming up, head to Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. It is your home for judgment free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high quality products. I know, you know, walking into a dispensary for the first time can be a little bit intimidating. You feel like you don't really know what you're doing. You don't want to sound like a dummy and ask a stupid question. The people at Sunnyside, there are no dumb questions for them. They're there to help. They're there to make you feel comfortable, and they're there to help you on your cannabis journey, which is really important because, you know, back in the day before it was legal, you'd be just getting it from a buddy. You didn't know what you were getting. Now, with it being legal and regulated, you can get exactly the experience you're looking for every time, and the people at Sunnyside can help you do that. And when you choose from their great house of brands, you are going to win. Mindy's, some of my favorites, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Cresco, on their own, is a great cannabis company known for their great flower vapes, concentrates, and pre-rolls. That is my flower brand for sure. And my absolute favorite brand of gummies is the good news. I take the Counting Sheep Gummy, half of one, every night, and I sleep like a baby. They've also got the rechargeable vape pens and cartridges, perfect 
for great moments with your buddies, but also high supply of Floracal, Wonder, Remedy, all these great brands, all available at Sunnyside. And through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. That is sunnyside.shop. Code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. Uh, two things. One, uh, I enjoyed Lightning Bolt from Pearl Jam. That was probably the, the last one I liked from them. It's a good album. Uh, and two, I, I'm not sure if this was made official. I think we all assumed it was going to be made official, but uh, the Wurtz Corporation uh, has approved the secession of Danny Wurtz to uh, now head up the Wurtz Corporation. So, Okay. I think that was that's coming from uh, WGN Business. Um, I believe that it was Steve uh, Grasnich. So. That's interesting because I, I don't know. I wonder what that means for the Blackhawks leadership specifically. Um, Probably doesn't change much. I mean, he I was C- so. CEO of the team. It just seems like he's moving into chairman of the Wurtz Corporation. I think that would lead to maybe just a title change of now he's chairman of the Blackhawks. I just wonder if they're going to hire someone else to come in and fill. You know, I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot of crossover between what Rocky and Danny did, but there had to be some of it that was a little bit different. Now, our belief was, and we were told we were wrong many times, that Rocky had sort of phased out of like the day-to-day stuff a little bit. Um, but we were told that that was not the case. Um, so maybe they do hire someone else. I don't know. I, I am, I'll just say this for the record. I am very comfortable with the Blackhawks in the hands of Danny Wirtz. I just, yeah. from every conversation we've had with him, from everything he's said, he's been on it. He has yep. done the right things, right? Like, I, I really, uh, I feel very, very confident with Danny in charge of the Blackhawks. So hopefully that's, that's what happens. I agree. All right, back to some hockey questions. Many say that to remain a cup contender for years, you need a true number one defenseman. Maybe the Hawks have one in the system. Maybe they don't. But how many guys in the league are there that are bona fide number one defensemen? That's from that short guy. That short guy. Sure. All right. Well, Kill McCarr. Yeah, McCarr's a true number one. That's for sure. Uh, I'll say... Brent Burns? Still? No, Probably not. No. No, I McCarr... Headman, I think is 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 a is a true number one still. Um, I think you got Adam Fox in New York. I think he's he's a true number one. Um, I, a true number one defenseman. That's a guy that is going to eat up twenty five plus minutes a night. He's going to play on one of your power play units, one of your penalty killing units. He's going to be in every situation. So, Duncan Keith. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, absolutely. Uh, Duncan Keith was a number one defenseman through and through for yeah, the I majority of his career. Roman Yossi's still a number one. Yeah. Um, yep. Quinn Hughes, I think you can throw in that I would think so. How about Rasmus yeah. Dahlin? Is he at that point yet? Probably. I think so. I think so. Yeah. He's taking that step. He definitely is for Buffalo, at least. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he's he's on that, that level. Um, I think Drew Doughty? Probably not anymore. For the Kings, he is. Yeah. Is he? A, is he like a legit like a? He in was. the heyday, he was. He in was. his prime, oh, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. You know, you can. You can. Um, I think Heiskanen and Dallas. Yeah, he's definitely getting in that range. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's Rupe Hints. Rupe Hints is a forward. Oh, who am I thinking of? 
Who's the Dallas guy? Heiskanen. Nero Heiskanen. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up. Nero Heiskanen. He will be. Yeah, I, I think, think he already he's is. Starting to get yeah. there. He's their he number already one is defenseman, there. And, and they're, uh, uh, you know, they were a couple wins shy of, of you know, getting to the to the cup. So, yeah, I think, I think Charlie McAvoy in Boston is another one. Yeah, I would there's, put him in there's, that. So I would say. There's teams that have a number one defenseman for that team, and then there's guys yeah. that are like, you'd be a number one on basically every team. This is yeah. like the generational talk again. Yeah. It's all a matter of semantics right. and how you because, define it. Because, yes, the Blackhawks have Seth Jones. He's a number one defenseman on the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. But is he no. universally a number one defenseman? Well, it depends on what team he's on. Right. If, if he's if, on Colorado, no. If you'd, be if, num- on, if you'd be on number one on half of the teams, yeah. I think you're a, a, I would a say league-wide number one. Those type of guys, there's probably a dozen of those guys in the league Yeah, right that now. sounds about right. Like a le- little less than half the team have a guy that would be considered a number one defenseman on any team. Yep. From Mike, the Blackhawks fan, with Cooley and Fantilli both leaving college, do you hope to see Moore and Nazar as the surefire number ones on their team? They'll have the chance. Yeah, that'd be great. The, the chance is there. Um, Moore being the surefire number one uh, at Minnesota as a freshman would be... Uh, be quite the accomplishment. Be hella impressive, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, Nazar, I think, has has an opportunity to do it in, in, in Michigan. Um because this is his second year with the program, um, but yeah, I think, I I think there's a chance. I wouldn't be sold that both of them do it. Yeah, yeah, they, they're going to have the opportunity to definitely play expanded roles, and and make the most of that opportunity. So it'll be definitely, it's, it's going to be fun to see what what more. I think Nazar was going to be an expanded role regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, being the fact that it's his second season in Michigan, but it'll be his first full season. And yes, with Fantilli now gone, it gives him a shot to, to bump up. And you know, does Oliver Moore get the first chance to take Logan Cooley's spot? I don't know. I don't have the Minnesota roster memorized, but I'm guessing no. I'm guessing there's probably a junior or senior that's been there for a while that will get the first look. But does that mean Oliver Moore doesn't get the chance to earn that spot by the way he plays? Right. Like. Sure, it does. And maybe by the end of the season, he's on that top line. We'll see what happens. They have good shots, that's for sure. All right, from Chris to Blasi, congrats in orders, uh, in orders for him right now. My girlfriend and I are expecting our first daughter in January. We've nice. agreed on a first name already, but she won't agree to the middle name of Connor Bedard. <laughs> I think Sophie Connor Bedard sounds great. What's the advice on getting her to agree to the name? Uh, my advice to you, if you want to save your relationship, is let that ship sail. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, there are some hills worth dying dog. on, and that's yeah. that. Get, get, get a dog. Yeah, get, get, get a dog, a dog and name it Betsy, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. yeah I, I say uh, I know that's uh, that question <laughs> is in jest, but uh, yeah, let let that one go. I don't listen to a lot of country music, but I know there is a song that goes, "You name the kids, I'll name the dogs." I just think that's sound advice. Yeah. I think just my personal philosophy is if you're going to name your uh, something you love after sports. Make it a pet, not a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, my daughter, Wrigley Addison, like, Because eh. eventually everything in sports breaks your heart and hurts you. Yes. So right. at least with the pet, the lifespan isn't 60 to 100 years. Right. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can name the dog uh, that you named after the the Cubs, and then the Cubs break your heart. So you can name your next dog after you know your new favorite baseball team. That's it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> From Chad Campbell, I don't think 
We've had our typical European prospect signing this summer. Believe Roos was the last one. Coincidence, or does the new regime put less emphasis there? I, mean, I don't think the new regime puts less emphasis anywhere. I think they're they're such a big staff that they're they're constantly looking for opportunities to improve the team. I would say that's probably a coincidence that they haven't signed one this summer. The European scouting department uh, has had a really good track record of finding saved he who shall not speak names ass. Yeah, of, of of finding these those kinds of players, uh, Panarin. Um, Michael Kempney, Jan Ruta, like those were those were guys like that. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, Ruta Ranta was one of those Ranta, guys. Are, are, yeah, are they are they big time game changers? Some of them yes, some of them no. Um, but I think it just kind of depends on the direction of the organization. One and the talent pool. Sometimes not every t- not every off season are you going to find. Oh, there's a Russian free agent yeah. that's a you know a. a future superstar or a guy in in Czechia that's going to put up 50 goals next sometimes there's just not those guys yeah um and I think a lot of those European signings for the Hawks that worked out so well was just an indictment of how bad the prospect pool was like yeah you have to go out to go to Europe and bring in professionally ready guys because you had nobody within your own organization who could do that was one too yeah he was um and so and the Hawks, at least the last two seasons, they're drafting more guys out of Europe. You know, you took right. cancer off, and, and the, the, the giant kid out of uh, Mar- Sweden and Marcel. Marcel is a European Oscarson. born yep. Last year, you took, uh, you know, you took a couple other European kids. So, you know, I, 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 not, I don't think they're saying, we don't need European free agents anymore. I just think... This season, there probably hasn't been anybody that's really caught their need. And, you know, and they're actually focusing more on developing their own talent now than yeah. in the past. You needed guys like Artemi Panarin and, and Antti Ranta and some of those other European guys. You needed those back in the day when you because you had nobody in the pipeline. It was also a smart way to, you know, get some more experienced players for less than you'd have to pay a free agent. So you bring Pia Suter in or David Kampf in. And as opposed to finding their NHL version in free agency for three, four million, yeah. you bring them in for nine hundred thousand and see what they can do, and then right. go from there. So it's also just smart hockey to be looking for those opportunities. Yeah. And I think, like like you said, Greg, I I think they are turning their attention inward a little bit more to to develop the guys that are already here, rather than say, well, these guys are here, but I want to go see what else is over there. It's a lot like, cheaper to to pay a guy on his entry level contract than a free agent from Europe. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easier to kind of mold and develop a player that's under, you know, in your prospect system than it is to just get a guy randomly from Sweden or something. So, Yep. From Jeff Maroon, a little fun one here. For a million bucks, could you win a face-off against, uh, yeah, face-off against Prime Taze or score a shootout goal against Prime Corey Crawford? Just got to go for the glove hand, man. Yeah, Yeah, that weak glove hand. For for a million bucks, I'm taking my chance against Crawford. Taze will take my lunch money. How many chances do I get? Well, do I get 100 face-offs? Win a face-off and score a shootout. Is it one for one? I don't yeah, know. no. Shootout, you get three chances. Let's say that. No, absolutely not. Three chances? I'm not scoring. I think no one either. <laughs> but I think if I got 100 face-off attempts against Jonathan Taves, then I might be able to tie up a stick and kick one backwards. Maybe. He'll get tired Maybe. at around 77, 78. Yeah, right. Like, but it's scoring on a shootout goal. First of all, I can't skate for shit. 
Second of all, if I did, I can't really pick my spot where I hey, shoot. Hey, Corey, try and block this 18-mile-per-hour shot directly into your chest. I dare you. Maybe I just crash into him, uh, and the puck rolls in behind us, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Surprise him. I'll just blast I, it right from center ice and see if what I, if I get if, if it's three chances at a face-off, three chances at a shootout, I'll take my chances against Corey. I would give yeah, well, my... You, you I, play in a beer league, don't you? Or men's league? Yeah, it's it's nothing I, I, I special, mean, but yeah. Well, I mean, you still you got the skates underneath. Yeah, you. Get, that helps yeah, out. Get the, you know, get the skates. In it. <laughs> no, might, yeah, it's. Yeah. I might take my chances on the faceoff because I know I can't score on Corey Crawford. No, faceoff you can cheat maybe a little bit, or the puck bounces funky on the maybe, ice, doesn't yeah. hit flat, and you know, there's more randomness I think to a faceoff than just me skating. Slowly at Corey Crawford and <laughs> flicking a puck towards him. Just what am I going to do that's going to fool him? There's nothing. Like, know. he's going to see the angle of the stick, the angle yeah. of the blade. Like, yeah, no, there's no shot. I think a face-off, if I had 100 chances to beat Jonathan Taze at a face-off, maybe I could win one, one or two. Maybe. 1% one, one face-off percentage? I'll yeah, take it. I'm like Kirby Doc. For a minute. <laughs> in practice against John. In practice, Taze, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Ouch. That was a little He blow. was more. <laughs> he was 30%. That was yeah, hard. you don't undershort him. You, you're like 32% short there. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I do the face-offs. Galaxy Trash, now that Danny is the owner, does he retain CEO duties? We can find out. Yeah, this. not sure, yeah. but I'm guessing feels that way. Much changes. Yeah. Yeah. From Anthony Enreth, let's hear your top five rinks in the NHL. Can be based off however you feel correct, whether that's actual building atmosphere or both. Well, haven't been to five NHL rinks, I will will admit. I can rank the ones I've been to. Sure. Um, United Center is the best. I just, it's huge. You're so biased. It's huge (laughs) concourses. Yeah. It's loud as hell. There's tons of seats. It's always a decent crowd. Food is great. The food's great. The it's anthem's easy, great. Easy options. to get to. Easy to get to. Plentiful parking. Mm-hmm. Great stuff to do in the area. Yeah. Cool. I've been to Madison Square Garden. It was impressive, but as I feel like all things New York, a little bit overrated, it's a little bit oversold. Arena. No. I mean, what's cool about it is a lot of cool stuff has happened there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I get that. But in terms of like watching a hockey game, it was all right. It was cool. Nothing crazy special. Yeah. Uh, I would say second was, I don't know what they call it. Is it Scotiabank Place in Toronto? Mm-hmm. It's now called It was Scotiabank, Air Canada yeah. Center when I was there. Yeah. Very cool. Obviously an awesome atmosphere to be in, in Canada for a hockey game. Um, that was really cool. Um, Tampa is just a cinder block. There's nothing special about it. Emily Arena. Boston is, Boston's all right. Nothing to write home about. I like Columbus a lot. Columbus is a fun place to see yeah. a game. I hated the my damn cannon. I, ex- I hated my one experience at in Columbus was uh, 2010. It was Cristobal Huey's last ever game in the Blackhawks. You're going to hear a lot of cannons. Because he gave up seven, and uh, we sat three rows in front of the cannon. Oof. We were wondering, why are these tickets so cheap? Well, we find out. And when Cristobal <laughs> Huey gives up seven goals, Oof. F that place. I That's never want to go back there. That's rough. Yeah, United Center uh, is, is fantastic. Uh, love it. Wish I could have seen Chicago Stadium, uh, but never got there. Um, I can still smell Chicago yeah. Stadium. That <laughs> smells like pee and yeah. beer. Been to smoke. We've been to 
Bridgestone, but not for a hockey game for me. Bridgestone's, you have. I've been there. It's okay. It's annoying. The fans are real annoying in Nashville. Echo, I can it's believe so it. Echoing, everything yeah, is yeah. a chant. Yeah, everything well, it's is. Bush League. It's, it's like going, sing it's song. Like going, it's like going to a college football game. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Or fun. a college basketball game. Do they do maybe. the wave there? No, but everything's got a song. Everything's got a chant. They do that. It's all your fault. It's, it's all. It's, yeah, it's like going to high school. It's a high school hockey game. game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's uh, and it's not that great of an arena. It's no. it's weird. It's dark. It's very echoey. Uh, my favorite, and again, I haven't been to a ton of them. Hopefully, over the next handful of years here, we, we get to all of them. Get to a few more. Uh, my favorite. I love Excel Center in. Uh, yeah, I'd love Saint to Paul. see that one. That's yeah. a great love hockey to get out arena. There. Um, and I, I really I like Ball Arena in Denver. That was nice. It the was whole, cool. The whole area around it, and it was a nice, not super huge arena. Good for, good sight lines for a hockey game. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, Being there for the morning skate was cool. Didn't get to see the, uh, the game. The game there. Mario and I stayed back at the DNVR uh, studios, but that was cool. I forgot about St. Louis. Because eh. it's incredibly forgettable. Yeah. It's, eh. There's just nothing memorable about yeah. the arena uh, at all. I went to the Joe Lewis Arena back in the day. That was a dump. Yeah, it was a charming dump. It was. It was. It gave off like Allstate Arena type vibes. Very much so. Um, Were you in the press box? No, I went. I went as a fan years I, ago. I may have told this before. But, yeah, the press box was like comically small. Literally, if you're watching on YouTube, my hands I'm probably about maybe a foot, maybe 14, 15 inches. That's the walkway. You had to literally walk. In the press box, like back against the wall, sideways at the shuffle, and the little like um, broadcast booths are so small that the cameraman is outside the booth, and they cut out a hole in the wall, and he's got his camera through the wall hole, and that's how he's filming the pregame yeah, like stand up. The second anybody stands up, I hated watching games at home yeah. from a joke because anybody stand up and you can't see the guys. It's yeah, it was brutal. That it was a really bad angle there, and then there's just cables just running through these narrow hallways the joe is a dump for me to see it in person after all those years of witnessing hawks losses on tv and they always do the b-roll of joe lewis arena it was kind of like wow i'm actually in this building which yeah. is kind of cool um but other than that like if it was just if i was just judging it on hockey viewability yeah. dump i want to go to little caesar's though i heard little hey, caesar's it's great awesome. my cousin lives in uh De outside of detroit and he says it's Amazing. So I'd like to go up there for a game at some point. I'd love to see a game in Montreal. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like that arena, that atmosphere would be fun. I hear nothing but great things about uh Edmonton, the Oilers arena. Mm -hmm. Um Great Ice, we know that. that. Yeah. The Rexall? Rexall place. Yeah. It used to be Rexall? No, it's Rogers now. Isn't it's not, it? It's one of like it's eight Rogers arenas <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. Canada. Um yeah. But I, I I hear that's an awesome place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go to any of the Canadian rinks, to be honest with you. Yeah, It'd be a lot of fun. I want to do before it's gone. I, I would love to do the uh, the catwalk of death to the press box oh, in, Calgary. In, uh, in Calgary, just to say yeah. I've done it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember, yeah, I remember that. John John Weidman and Troy Murray and Joe Brand were all talking about that yeah. to, to me when I was in a booth with them one time. They're like, "Yeah, you got it. We're going to walk the catwalk." I'm like, "What? In a, what arena are you guys talking about?" And it's really cool. They had like the video and everything. It's, oh yeah, I'd 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 love to. It love would be do fun that once. Nope. <laughs> no thanks. You guys can cover that game. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> That's fine. From Walters Ringer with the Words Corporation purchasing the Chicago Steel Junior Hockey Team. What ramifications are in the NHL? Also, how are they allowed to do this? You guys kind of touched on this. Yeah, we yeah. sort of so touched on it. The Words Corporation, not the Blackhawks. So yeah. there's no connection. Tec no technical, technical connection, connection to the Blackhawks. To the Blackhawks. Um, 
it's basically, yeah, we've already yeah hit that one. So yep. yeah, it's it's fine. Hit the rewind button. Happened yeah. at the beginning of the show. Listen to the first 10, 10 minutes, and you get your answer to that question. From Andrew Neve, if you guys played hockey, what's your jersey number, position, and why? Uh, mm. I used to play forward uh, on the wings. I never was good at face-off, so I never played center. Uh, when I Now when I play, because no one wants to play defense, I default to being the guy that plays defense. Uh, so right-handed shot. So I'm a valuable defenseman, Bro. apparently. <laughs> Get you a jersey for training camp. There you go. Uh, and yeah, I used to wear I used to wear number two as a kid. Uh, so if I had, was on a team with a jersey, I would pick that one. Yeah, I think I would enjoy def- defense more than offense, to be honest with you. Be your old school stay at home defenseman. Definitely not your puck moving athletic defenseman by any means. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of liked, you know, a little bit I played back in the day, you know, you'd be at roller floor hockey. I liked just being in front of net, pushing people out of the way, you know. Power forward. Yeah, that, but, or defenseman. And I don't know, for whatever reason, anytime I liked number 39 as a hockey number. It's cool. Especially for, Different. Like, for like if you're going to be a power forward Fourth line grinder, or you yeah, know, like Tyler uh, Arneson, or six, yeah. uh, or Enrique Ciccone. Um, <laughs> or if, you're, if you're gonna be a you know, sixth defenseman stay at home, 39 seems like a good number for that. So, good. I didn't get into hockey until I was older, like probably seventh, eighth grade, and I was already well into my baseball and football career. So, I never played like on a in an organized well, I played organized roller hockey, and I was a goalie in the Orland Park Roller League. Nice, and I wore 91. Just because it was kind of given to me. Cool. Um, if I was to choose, I would choose 77, which is the year of my birth, and a double number. That'd probably be my go-to. <laughs> or I would wear 22 for my daughter's birth date. Oh, nice. Would be my other, would be my other go-to number. It's a nice I, – I, I like that when numbers have meaning and not just, ah, they gave it to me. See, this yeah. is why my obsession with stuff like that is why I can't get a tattoo – because I, I need everything to be meaningful. Yeah. So if I, w- I can't decide, like, to me, to get a tattoo, I have to, like, perfectly define my life in one tattoo. <laughs> and I just can't. I've been, I've been on the fence about it for 20 years. Just, just use your entire back as a big, as a a big mural. Big a mural. Tapestry. Yeah. Yeah, I could. It's going to be furry, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I wish I, I should probably just get, like, a taco on my elbow and call it a day. There you go. Right? But I, everything, every number I've ever don't, chosen don't has had meaning elbow. behind it. That's painful, and it takes forever to heal. All right, on the elbow? Know. See? Yeah. yeah no. Too, much, too much bendy. I yeah. saw this thing on, on, I saw it on Instagram. I'm sure it was on TikTok first, uh, but I don't have TikTok. But I saw this thing where people are now doing, like, they kind of get like a honeycomb on their arm or leg or something, and they go to different tattoo artists and say, "Here, fill in with whatever you want on the, on the little free space," and they get like this really cool mural. I would never do cool. that, but I, I find that interesting. I saw a guy that got a TikTok of a uh, QR code, <laughs> <laughs> and when you scanned it, it took you to uh, "Never Gonna Give You Up." Yeah. By Rick oh, Ashley. that's funny. Yeah. That's, that's getting funny. Yeah, it's getting a meme tattooed on you though, and that's. You, you got to have the right personality for yeah, that. I yeah, I think yeah. it's like I saw that too, and it's one of the guy's probably fifty tattoos. Yeah, right. So that's, not, less, that's not your yeah. only tattoo. I think something I would like to get uh, eventually um, is something in both uh, of my uh, well, my mother's still alive, so I'll wait as a memorial tattoo. But something written 
in both my mom and dad's. That was my thought too. Yeah, like either their signatures or just like I love you or, or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Take take an old find an old birthday card and yep. take something they wrote That's on fun. that and get that yeah. tattooed. Um, yeah, I, I mean I know a lot of people that will go and get like a celebrity's autograph with a sharpie on their arm and then go and get <laughs> have it that tattooed, tattooed over. right away yeah but that's that's a little much for me Connor bedard on your forehead yeah that's a lot and celebrities <laughs> like you said they let you down they certainly yeah. let you down that's why all my tattoos are attached to somebody or something that like yeah. actually yeah, yeah yours are good yours meaningful. are meaningful i like that yeah. um i know how many more do we have left uh, about eight. Ooh, those are Ooh, coming tomorrow. That's okay. Leftovers. More leftovers. Yeah, join us tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get to the rest, that's for sure. I'm sure some news will happen, too, that we'll tell you about. But before we wrap up, we want to remind you to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobblehead, and everything in between. That's our friends at FOCO.com. It's baseball season. Get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, your polos, your bags, everything you need for a Cubs or a White Sox game and all this awesome stuff on our set was donated, aside from the uh, Bedard jersey there, uh, from our friends at FOCO. Check them out, foco.com, or use the link in our description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's 10% off with the code CHGO at foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. Alrighty. Stole my read. I did? Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I was going to do it. <laughs> well, Greg, right. tell us about the Shady Rays. We have Shady Rays, too? I thought we had a... Uh, we are on top of shit. Today. We are. It is It is aggressively <laughs> Monday, man. It is Shady Rays. I don't know why we. Uh, why I was thinking we had something else today. Shady Rays day. Um, I right. used my Shady, Shady Rays. Ray. I don't even know why I need the ad copy. I, I should know this <laughs> off the top of my head. But, yeah. Uh, Shady Rays, they're, uh, they're really good for sunglasses, and, and we like sunglasses. I th- I, I you need them on we, a day like we, today. We do need them like today, and, and they have... The gear built to last to take on that big old sun there in the skies. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the uh, warm weather that we are enjoying with their premium polarized shades that come at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures, like maybe going to Cog Hill and golfing with us in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you break or lose your pair, say at Cog Hill or maybe at our Cubs Sox takeover here on August 16th, even even on day one, no matter where you break them, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence to Wrigley Field or Cog Hill or anywhere else you want to go because they have your back long after you purchase together with their customers. Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S., through Shady Ray's impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Ray's is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't like your Shady Ray's, but you will because you're not a weirdo, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. They always have your back. And exclusive. For our listeners only, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Head over to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to get 50% off. That's half off any order of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, so you can finally try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Yeah. 
Get yourself some Shady Rays. You need them now more than ever. Awesome stuff. We all stand behind them. They're great, great sunglasses. All right. We will be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock to follow up and finish up uh, the remaining mailbag questions. Thanks, as always, for the great questions. Make sure you uh, send them to us on Twitter, email, all that great stuff. We'll definitely get to them. Um, if we don't get to them on Monday, we got Tuesday. We've done it every week <laughs> since we started the off season. We've had two days Leftovers. worth of mailbag questions. Yeah. Let's, of hey, questions. here's a mission for our fans: try to get us all the way to Wednesday next week. <laughs> See when we get to even, Friday. Even yeah, a give whole us a whole week, week of mailbag. Of yeah. yeah, we would appreciate that'd be, that'd be that. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned the Coghill outing. We should hit that one time before we go. Friday, August 25th, 9 a.m. Shotgun start at Coghill Golf Course Number Two. It is the CHGO Kickoff Classic. Go to allchgo.com. Go to the events tab, navigate over there, and then click on the kickoff classic tab, and you'll have all the info there. Here's what your fee includes. 18 holes with a cart, an exclusive pins and aces tea gift, access to our limited edition pins and aces and CHGO polo, hole contest, great giveaways and prizes for contest holes, winning teams in last place, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. It's going to be an awesome time. Join us again August 25th, 9 a.m., Coghill course number two, allchgo.com to get your tickets. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.